Thanks for tuning in today. Today is our last episode of season one. Caitlin is going to be interviewing me. Caitlin is a regular on the Joy for Ministry podcast. We've had several different conversations with other women and just one-on-one. So she is going to take over and she is going to host. And I'm excited because you get to hear why I started Joy for Ministry, my heart behind it, and my vision for what I want it to be. So take a listen. Hi guys, and welcome to the Joy for Ministry podcast. This is Caitlin Elliott speaking. I kind of stole the mic from Joy tonight, and I'm going to be your host because I'm actually going to be interviewing our beloved Joy tonight. Hi, Joy. Yay. Hi, I'm so excited. We figured that you have now done so many episodes where you're interviewing all these amazing women in ministry, pastors, wives, and people don't really know that much about you. And people are craving to know just kind of your background in ministry and what you're passionate about. So we decided to kind of switch it up tonight and I'm going to put you in the hot seat. Yay. I'm excited. It is a little nerve wracking being in the hot seat. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> it's going to be good. We'll throw some. Yeah. Curbs at you. I'm kidding. It'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So obviously we know your joy, you're a pastor's wife, but you, I know that you and Jason have been in ministry for a really long time. You've had a lot of different roles. Um, you've been in a lot of different places. So why don't you just kind of give everybody kind of a background of your life in ministry since marrying Jason? Yeah. So we have been married 19 years. We're going into 20 years next year. And we were in ministry the first six years. We took a little break. And then we went back into ministry in 2015 and we've been there ever since. So I would say five. So like for 11 years of our marriage, we've been in, my husband has been a pastor. Um, And I basically like the whole reason for starting joy for ministry and everything like that was um, it was a shock going into ministry. And so I was like, I, I had to figure this thing out. And so, um, you know, so that's why I'm, I've started Joy for Ministry. So were you raised in church? Like, were you familiar with like being in ministry and things like that? Or was this really like a total shock to the system? It was a total shock to the system. So I thought when we got married and Jason, you know, was going to be a pastor. I thought, oh, this is going to be fun. Mm -hmm. Like I did, I wasn't raised in church. Like I grew up a Christian, but we had like home groups Mm -hmm. and, you know, there was a long period of time where my parents' church went through a split and they just didn't go to church. Mm -hmm. So we, I went to a Christian school up to eighth grade and then, you know, it was like home groups and I would go to youth groups sometimes, but we were never like really involved in church. Mm-hmm. Um, at least like consistently. Mm-hmm. So I basically thought like how, you know, this is just going to be fun. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm sure it'll be hard at, you know, sometimes and I'm sure there'll be challenges, but I'm going to love it. And I had no clue of what I was stepping into or that I even had to be prepared. I didn't even know I would have to prepare for it. Right. So would you say that you kind of felt prepared just because you didn't have any idea what it was. So you're like, yeah, I can do this. Cause like I'm outgoing. 
totally. I was like, I thought, you know, it's just, I thought it would be easy to be honest with you. I thought it would be something that I would love. And I remember, you know, we had that honeymoon period Mm -hmm. at our first church and, you know, they didn't have a youth pastor for probably, I don't know if it was six months or so. So when we came in, they latched onto us and they loved us. So we had that honeymoon period. And I remember at one point, the first time somebody said something like critical, I remember thinking like, wait, is that, are you allowed to say that? Like I was so in shock as, as the pain and different things came, I was like in shock. I'm like, I had no idea it was going to be hard. So I thought I was prepared because I love the Lord. I Mm -hmm. love people. And I knew I wanted to serve him. Mm -hmm. I didn't, I just didn't know. And then I remember like, like being like, oh my gosh, this is so hard. And I I've said this in my blogs and stuff. I remember going to the Christian bookstore. You're too young to know what a Christian bookstore is, Caitlin, but I do know. I do know. (laughs) Back in the olden days. (laughs) So I remember going to the Christian bookstore and being like, give me everything you have on how to be a pastor's wife. Yeah. And they were like, um, huh? Like, you know, right. and there was nothing. Totally. It's, it is so crazy because there's no way to be prepared for it. Right. Like, it's like, you can just look at it from the outside and be like, okay, like, exactly. Like you said, I love the Lord. I love my husband. I love people. Right. I like going to church. Like what else is there? And it's kind of hard to explain what else there is. Right. You know right. what I mean? Like, but it's like, you don't realize until you're in it. So right. it's hard to be prepared for it for sure. And then especially for someone like you, where you're saying like, I wasn't super raised in church, you know, like right. it was more of like a home group thing. So it's not like you even had that much to compare it to. Right. And I'm marrying a man who was a pastor's kid. So yeah. Ugh. And he was like, this was what he was doing with his life. And he was, he gave it his all and he worked hard and he knew what he was getting into. So, you know, I, I remember like the first time I woke up on a Sunday and I said to him, yeah, I'm, I'm just not going to go to church today. I'm going to take the morning off. He looked at me like, no, no, like Don't you can't just it. do that. Totally. Oh my gosh. That was like me growing up, you know, cause I grew up as a pastor's kid, as you know, my dad wouldn't let us be on like sports teams that if there were games, like on Sunday morning, yeah. so like, no, 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 like we do not miss church. Right. And that was just like the life that I knew, you know? Oh yeah. So what were some of like the earliest struggles? I know that you just mentioned like at the beginning you had your honeymoon phase and then some criticism came in, but like, what do you remember as kind of the earliest and most significant struggles that you had in ministry with Jason? I think the earliest struggle was that we, Jason and I were not united in ministry. Mm. So no matter what came at us, like whether somebody was really critical or, you know, somebody would say something to me about him and I would get super defensive or, you know, the money was a struggle or boundaries, whatever it was, in those first years, Jason and I didn't know how to do ministry together. We didn't know how to be united and I wanted to do ministry. So I thought I could either completely separate myself. Mm -hmm. Um, but that wasn't what I wanted. So figuring out how to have a thriving marriage and a thriving ministry, we just didn't get it. It took us a really long time to figure that out. I felt like he, was always between me and the church and we were both trying to grab for him. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's tough. I mean, and just to say, though, and I'm not just saying this, I interesting to even hear you say that because now I feel like you guys are one of the most united couples in ministry that I know. I mean, you know, when we were at the same church together, like the way that you worked alongside Jason, like I always used to tell you, I'm like, oh, Joy, you are like pastor's (laughs) wife of the year. Like you are amazing. Like you do so many things. Like you just did so much and you were so amazing. Mm -hmm. But now even like seeing the way that Jason has come behind you Um, with Joy for Ministry and worked like tirelessly behind the scenes for you, with you, through this ministry, and he has supported you so intensely. I think it's amazing, but that's really cool to hear that it wasn't necessarily always like that for you. And like you guys have Uh, went so far. I think that's No, we've learned by messing up. I mean, you mess up enough times, eventually you're going to get it right. And it's, we went, it was hard. Like we went through it and then we left ministry And I always felt responsible for that. You know, here I am married to this man who wants to do, he wants to be a pastor, like for he's, he's called. And I thought I was called, but through the struggles, I, I questioned it. I'm like, I don't know if I can handle this. I don't know if I have the personality cut out to be a pastor's wife. And so we left ministry after, you know, five, six years. And I always felt responsible. I always felt guilty. Like you know, we couldn't handle it. Um, and you know, Jason ended up going back to school and he had different jobs outside of ministry and that time outside of ministry really made me reflect and look at things differently. And Mm -hmm. I think through our failing, through our struggles, we just came back stronger. We got us right Mm -hmm. so that we could do ministry together. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Why did you feel responsible for him leaving? You just felt like, oh, he's cut out for this and I'm not. Yeah. You know what it was, was I, I struggled so much, um, for different reasons. I struggled to be myself. Mm. I struggled to think I could do it because I, I'm a very sensitive person. I am very empathetic. I am not the toughest of people. I know like we joke, like we're Jersey girls, Mm but you can look at me the wrong way. And I'm like, you know, I'm sorry, what did I do? And I think there is so much strength in that. I think that's such a great quality to have. Um, Not that I'm like patting myself on the back, but I've come to see that I can use my sensitivity as a strength. I didn't know how to do that in the beginning. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I struggled with, you know, thinking I'm not tough enough. I'm never going to get used to people being critical. I don't understand this whole friends thing. And so I was never really happy. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be happy in ministry. Um, and so I wasn't really happy. And so, you know, at, at one point I just feel like Jason was like, you know, let's, let's move back up to North Jersey. Cause we were in South Jersey, you know, I'll go back to school. And this way, if I want to have more options in life, I will. And he never said this is because of you. Right but I always felt that responsibility. Like I'm the one that pushed him to leave ministry. Mm-hmm. It was hard for me. It just was. Yeah. I th- I mean, I think that's amazing. You could be honest about that. And honestly, I don't think that there's anyone that's been in ministry that would say, Oh, it's not hard. And there wasn't 
you know, ever a time where we wanted to leave or where we did leave or where we tried to leave or whatever, you know? Yeah. Um, because it's just, it's a lot. Um, so kind of like bouncing off of that at this point, now you've been in ministry for a really long time and you've now started joy for ministry and you've talked to a lot of different women in ministry that are either pastors, wives or hold different roles in ministry at churches or at whatever nonprofits, things like that. Mm, yes. What do you think is like the most common struggle that you hear that women have? So it's interesting because being in this, you know, having this ministry and being in this position, um, you know, where my heart is for other women, my heart is for other women in ministry. I love serving in our church. I love walking alongside people. I love all the outreaches we do, but my passion is for caring for women in ministry. Mm -hmm. I think it's something that there's is, is very lacking. Mm -hmm. um, I saw the effects of me having no care. Mm -hmm. You know, I, a part of that was because I didn't know how to get care. Um, so what I have found is there's so many different roles in so many different spots in so many different kinds of churches. Mm -hmm. One person will say, and I I've had this, I've had done podcasts. I've done blogs where I've interviewed a woman and she said, I would, I would go back and tell myself, do not have friends in the church. Mm. And then I have another pastor's wife call me and say, I absolutely don't agree with that. My best friends are in the church. Yeah. I mean, I have, you have somebody that will say, you know, I'm, I have to go to everything my husband goes to and I'm required to feed everything and they want me to, you know, do X, Y, Z. And then you have the other pastor's wife that says, you know, their church doesn't re have any requirements of me. I don't ever have to go to church and they wouldn't know the difference. Mm -hmm. So I have found to me, I think that that's such a hard question because there's so many different kinds of churches, so many different roles. Mm -hmm. You have a woman in ministry who's a pastor who, you know, doesn't have the support, mm -hmm. you know, being, being a woman in ministry, being the uh, pastor of a church and you, and then you have another one who is just so empowered and mm -hmm. it's so hard to put, um, it's, I found that it's really hard to give an answer to that. I will say, I find that everyone needs to have resources to help them outside of their church or outside of their ministry, whether it's, um, you know, they just need self-care. They need a team of people away from where they serve. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that's huge. I agree with that so much. Yeah. So if you could go back and talk to, you know, Joy, 20 years ago or whatever, when you were first starting out, what would be some things that you would tell yourself like in preparation for this life in ministry? So I would tell myself a term that I learned from our last church that I learned just from doing some, um, taking some classes there and, you know, just some counseling was this term fear of man. Mm. never had heard it before. Um, but I started reading a book, um, when people are big and God is small. And I really struggled with fear of man when I would worry about what people thought. 
-hmm. I would worry about what people would say. I wouldn't put up boundaries or say no, because I didn't want people to not like me. Mm -hmm. Um, so I would tell myself to make God big and people small so that I'm focused on, um, you know, on our, our very first Sunday, at our very first ministry position, the pastor said to Jason and I keep the main thing, the main thing. Mm. And that was, I have said that to myself over and over again. I didn't know how to do that in the beginning. Yeah. But I wish that I fought for that. And I wish that I had made God bigger than the people that I was serving. Mm. And I had it flip-flopped. I was, I was listening to their voices. I was worrying about what they thought. I was worrying about my doing what they need me to do instead of what does God want for me? What is he requiring? And I just had it, I just had it wrong. That's good. That's, that's like, that's a good word right there. You know, it, because I mean, that, it, that's so convicting to me, honestly, because it's just like, you just get into the daily grind of it. And sometimes you just feel like all you're worrying about are the people that are like going to complain or the person that's going to be upset or the person that right. might criticize you or your husband or think badly of you and whatever. And it's like, to be able to remind yourself, like, what is the main thing? Right. Right. Like, I love how you said that, like worry more about serving God instead of just the people, right? right? Because if you're serving God, it's going to run off onto the people, you know? Definitely love God, serve people. Mm -hmm. And a part of it is also realize, you know, I've come to realize other things. I realize nobody can take away your calling. Yeah. Nobody can remove you from um, what God has called you to do. So Mm -hmm. a lot, we give people so much power. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And, you know, I think there's so much, I mean, I'm telling you, Caitlin, there's so much power in telling your story. Mm. And we, I, I did a, a podcast episode with Amy James. Um, if anybody's listening, they should go back and listen to it. But she talks about how she was ashamed of her story or she wished her story was different. Yeah. And, you know, we have our story and it's meant to be told. And God, you know, God wants us to tell her there's power in that. And I think sometimes we hide in shame because we want it to look differently. But I found that, you know, when I'm doing these things, when I'm keeping God the main thing, and I know nobody can take away my calling, mm-hmm. then that fear of man mm-hmm. goes, what can man do to me? Yeah. You know what? We can go through some things that my husband and I walked through this past year. We walked through forced termination. Mm-hmm. It was incredibly painful. I thought that somebody else removed the call of God in my life. Mm. But walking through that and, and talking about it and seeing there's so many other people that have walked that walk, you know, um, it makes me realize that I can put God first over man because yeah. nobody, nobody mm-hmm. can remove what he has set out, what he has purposed. Totally. And I mean, seeing the way that God has cared for you guys through that, I mean, not that it's been perfect. It certainly has not been rainbows and butterflies, but you have clearly not been forgotten, you know? Yeah. Uh, You know, there's a whole, and I'm going to talk more about this, you know, in the future, there's a whole, a whole bunch of people have walked this walk. Yeah. And it's not, it's not talked about, 
but the effects of it are devastating. I was just talking with somebody tonight that's um, done some research on it. And she has said that 45% of people that walk through forced termination never go back into ministry <sighs> and the pain on the families. And, you know, my husband and I, we just, we did see the Lord's hand upon us and he cared for us. And, it, and you're right. It was very painful, but we really did come out stronger mm. all by the grace of God. Yeah. And I feel like your um, character through the whole thing, both you and Jason has been just amazing. And I know, like you said, it has, has been painful for you guys. It's been painful for your kids, which then as a parent is painful to see your child having a hard time, you know, yeah. and yeah. What do you it's, think is advice to someone who might be going through that type of a situation, a forced termination? Well, I definitely want to talk more about that in the future. I would say my main advice, um, <laughs> there's a lot of advice. I yeah, this get. is like a whole separate podcast. This is a whole separate thing. So we'll but just the, a teaser. We'll do a teaser okay. moment right now. <laughs> I will give a teaser. Be deliberate mm. in your healing. Be deliberate to come out of this stronger mm. and to get help. If you don't, you can become bitter. You can um, have anger. You're healing. It, it's very hard to heal unless you are deliberately pursuing that. Um, you know, Jason and I were adamant that, you know, that next Sunday we were in a, in a different church where like, we are not, because if I said to him, if I don't go back to church right away, it, it's going to be hard to ever go back. And so we were determined we were going to come out stronger. We were going to come out united. Mm -hmm. And um, so that's what I would say. Be deliberate about your healing and fight for it. Yeah, that's good. So is there any other advice? I know we touched on this already, but do you, I yeah. want to make sure that we didn't leave anything out. Is there any other advice that you would love, love to give to pastors, wives in general, or maybe someone who's about to step into ministry or even someone who's yeah. been in ministry for a long time or whatever. I would say there's two things. I would say work on yourself um, and let ministry flow from that. So work on your pursue God first, work on your relationship with him, run after him, be hungry for him. And everything else will flow out of that. Mm -hmm. I used to try to have the ministry going right and do this event right and get, have this going. And of course there's nothing wrong with working hard, but the first priority has to be you, your walk with the Lord and you working, setting up boundaries that you could have self care and time with the Lord and everything flows out of that and is so much more powerful. And then I would say, um, to be yourself because God has called you and to, he will use the things that are unique to Caitlin. He will use the things that are unique to joy as strengths. Mm -hmm. So be yourself. Don't try to conform or be what you think you should be. And then you're going to enjoy things in ministry, like enjoy yeah. it. Oh, yes. Yeah. I love that. Um, on that note, like, because it does, 
it's easy sometimes to just talk about like what is so hard about ministry and things that are so challenging and things like that. But you're right. Like God wants good things for his children and he wants us to have enjoyment in this. Right. And yes. to experience joy and fulfillment in ministry. So for you, what's been rewarding about being in ministry? The things that have been super rewarding is when I get to come alongside somebody and pray for them. Mm. Um, when I get to, when I get to minister to somebody, it's like my, you know, my heart starts beating. I start getting excited, you know, especially doing joy for ministry. When I get a prayer request, I mean, you know, Caitlin, you are on the joy for ministry team. I send a, a message out to the team. We pray and I get excited. I get excited that I can use my story. Yeah. My walk, my 20 years, you know, of being married and, you know, 11 or 12 of them in ministry, I can use that to help other women, to pray for them, um, to, you know, to bring these voices together because I know what I know in ministry. Mm -hmm. There are so many people that know so many different things. I can't relate to, you know, the senior pastor's wife leading a large church. I can't relate. I'm, we're in a different role, but you know what? This person can, and when they speak, so I, I love hearing people's stories, mm -hmm. giving a voice to women mm -hmm. so that we can support each other and uplift each other. And that's, that's just so rewarding when I can hear other women's stories and we can use it to help others. Oh yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. So how do you get fed? How do you get filled up? Because you are always serving, volunteering, helping, praying, doing things for other people. How do you get filled up and fed and stuff like that? So I found for me something that's very like therapeutic. That's very, um, has been part of my healing is just being heard. Mm. I have my girlfriends that I can call and cry to, I can complain to, they don't have anything to do with my church. Mm -hmm. So I don't have to feel any sort of way, you know, there's no connection there. So I, I love being heard. Like when I'm dealing with something that's painful, because I may be dwelling on it, dwelling on it, dwelling on it. And I call you Caitlin and I'm like, this happened. You go, oh my goodness. I totally get it. Been right. there. And then all of a sudden it's like a, a weight has been lifted off. Totally. Just feeling understood. And that's honestly, like, can I just say, that's why I think that podcasts are so powerful because half the time the people listening are, can hear somebody sharing an experience that they've had and they can sit there and be like, oh my gosh, me too. You know? And it's like, it, it's that feeling of like, I'm not, I'm not stupid that I feel like this. Like I'm not crazy for feeling yes. this way. Um, and I think that that's really, really powerful for people it's, to just not feel alone and to feel understood. It's so powerful. And that is like a big part of the heart of this ministry is, you know, when we started out in ministry, like I said, I needed resources. I did. I had no idea because I didn't grow up in the church that ministry was going to be hard. So I thought there was something wrong with me. I thought mm -hmm. I'm not cut out for this. Mm -hmm. I'm not able to do this. I'm failing. And I love joy for ministry because 
all of these voices coming together and telling their story, you go, me too, me too, me too. I'm not alone. It isn't just me. And that gives more power to your story, to your testimony. It gives you confidence. And I think our ministries are so um, much, you know, they just, they thrive when we walk in, you know, God's call and confidence and power, you know, when we speak out. And so I think when we hide Mm -hmm. in isolation, we think, oh, it's just me. Mm -hmm. Um, It's, it's so damaging. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because I think that if we allow ourselves to become isolated, you can take something small and it can grow to this like overwhelming, insane spiral of a thought. You know what I mean? Sometimes like all you need is just to be able to share it with someone and for them to be like, you're not crazy. I have also felt that way. And you know, whatever, you know, just to have like a sounding board um, so much. And so I think that that is something that you're definitely gifted in and passionate about. And I love that. Like just being passionate about connecting people, bringing people yes. together. And I think yeah. that's really so powerful. And I, the thing is like, I love ministry. I love serving in a church. And so I always, I just had always wished that somebody had sat me down and was like honest with me about the struggles of ministry. So I want to be honest about, let's talk about the hard things, mm-hmm. but talk about it in a way that's like, but you can overcome these, um, struggles, these battles, like you can come out and you can thrive in ministry. So I want to talk about it, Mm -hmm. but show how, you know, God can heal our hurt. He Mm -hmm. can restore and we come out stronger and our walk with him is, you know, deeper. And, um, so that's really what joy for ministry is about. It's breaking the silence of I'm walking through this alone. I'm not cut out for ministry. No, God has called you. He will equip you. Mm. So that's why I'm passionate about it. I love that. That's a good word. You have like really good one-liners. I really, I like wish that I like had pen and paper to be taking notes. We're going to have to go back and re-listen to this and write down these like very good quotes. That's so funny. I just get, I get pumped up because I was that person, you know, especially walking through forced termination. I was that person that said, well, I guess God didn't call us. Now what, you know, now what am I going to do? And it was so devastating because I, I felt called. Yeah. So I get so pumped up. And so he walked me through that. I can tell you now without a shadow of a doubt, I know the Lord has called me. I nobody, I, I know that nobody could take that away. So I get all pumped up because I think there's other people out there who walked away mm. and I want to, I want to go and hug them and yeah. help them. Yeah. I love that because you know what? My personality is very similar to yours to where I think that I would have had the same exact thought process. Like I'd be like, well, I guess we were wrong. Obviously yeah. we that up. you know what I mean? Like, yep. even like, insignificant things, right? Like I feel that way. Like if something goes wrong, if there's traffic, I'm like, well, obviously we weren't meant to go to the pumpkin patch today because like there's all this traffic, you know what I mean? And it's just, listen, if God calls you to ministry, you're going to do ministry. It might not look exactly how you thought it was going to look. It might not be at the place that you thought it was going to be at. You know, there might be breaks, there might be whatever, but like God is bigger than all of it. So He's going to, don't worry. Like he's going to make sure yep. that you are. It's so true. And I think sometimes these, like you said, we, we give up so easily on like, oh, well, I guess this wasn't meant to be. And sometimes, you know, mm-hmm. we have to fight. Well, 
not sometimes, a lot of times, you know, like it's, it's hard. It's life isn't supposed to be easy. So I want to say that person, like, don't, don't stop fighting, keep Mm -hmm. fighting and let us hold your hand as you go through it. I love that. I think that you could be um, just like a really incredible voice to pastors, wives in general, but especially people that have gone through forced termination. Like you guys, I think that you could be a really beautiful voice and I'm excited for you to dig into that more intensely on a future episode that I'm sure everybody cannot wait for. Um, Okay. So is there anything else that you just wanted to say um, just in general about whether it be, you know, experiences you've had or advice to other people or just a thought or anything like that that you wanted to say? Um, I think just some of the, the parting words I would say is, you know, watch out for some of the big snares, watch out for offense. Mm. Don't let that take root. Um, you know, the thing that I, I tell every, every woman that I talk to, that's like, I'm trying to find my identity. I'm trying to find my purpose here. I, it sounds so preachy and so cliche, but I tell you, it is the most, it's, it's the truest thing. Seek first the kingdom of God mm. and his righteousness and all these things. Um, you know, if you are putting that first, mm-hmm. then everything else will fall into place. You know, there's times with this ministry when I'm trying to do something in my own power and it's just exhausting. Mm. And then there's times I'm like, you know what, Lord, I'm seeking you. This is yours. You you're in charge and it's just, um, I'm, I'm putting him first and it's very powerful. Mm. So that's, that's what I would say. Watch out for certain things like offense and bitterness and get help with those. Mm -hmm. Um, because sometimes we can't do it on our own. There's Mm -hmm. resources. You know, we talked about the bait of Satan. That Mm -hmm. book I think is a must read. Mm -hmm. You could get it on, you know, audible or something that is a must read, must listen to for anybody in ministry. Any debate of Satan, the bait of Satan by John Bevere. You know what? We'll put a link in the show notes. Um, but watch out for those things and seek first God's kingdom. I, I struggled with my identity. Like, who am I? Who am I as a pastor's wife? Who am I as a mom? Who am I, you know, so doing that, seeking God first, Mm -hmm. those things, you know, you work through with him. So, and just, yeah, if you, you know, I'm passionate about joy for ministry, Caitlin, you are so much a part of that. And, you know, we have, uh, just a few women that are passionate about praying for other women and walk alongside women. So if you need more resources, you know, check, check out the website. If you need prayer, we have people praying. Um, if you are going through forced termination Mm -hmm. and you need help, reach out to us if you're a church and you want somebody to care for your pastor's wives or women in ministry, um, we are, we would love to do that too. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Joy, for letting me interview you and put you in the hot seat. This was fun. This was really fun. This was fun. Yeah. I'm sure everyone is going to love just like getting to know you a little bit more. Like who is this woman right behind the mic? So people just got a little peek into your life and your heart and your background. And that's just awesome. Thank you. Yeah. for us. Well, thank you. Thank you for being so giving of your time and just being yourself because, um, it's just so much fun doing this with you, Caitlin. And 
Oh, I love it. I just love you. I love you. This is so much fun. Well, thank you. And I look forward to many more together. Absolutely. All right. Thanks, everyone. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening today. I hope this gave you a glimpse into my vision and my heart and how I'm so excited to bring all of our voices together so that we could just encourage one another, uplift one another, and know that we are not alone. Please come back for season two, which we are going to be launching right after the new year. We have some great interviews. We have some women who are just full of encouragement and knowledge and have been in ministry for many years and are going to share with us some of what they have gone through in hopes that they can inspire and help us along. I want you to know you are not alone. If you need prayer, you can check out our website, joyforministry.com. You could email joyforministry at gmail.com. We have some exciting things coming up. Caitlin Rose and I are planning some things that are super exciting that I can't wait to share with you at the start of the new year. So be checking out our website. And again, if you need prayer, you could submit, submit an anonymous request. We love to pray for you. Thank you so much for your support and for your emails and for reaching out and just encouraging and uplifting us. I'm so excited that we can come together and be joy for ministry together. 